Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome, 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 welcome back to Dialed In with Tom Brenneman. Great to have you with us this week. We thank Dave Armbruster, our producer engineer, for all his outstanding work. And we thank uh, the folks at the Believe Network for believing in the show. And we thank you for listening. Last week, David Hill told us a little bit about his background, getting into to, uh, a newspaper guy at you know 17. He didn't go to college. He didn't have the grades. His family didn't have the money. And he starts getting into television and ultimately leads to being the head of Fox Sports and getting the rights to the National Football League. Talked about hiring John Madden and Dick Stockton. Well, today we're going to talk more about you know those early days at Fox and you know some of his uh, memories of those days, but also talk about some of the other things that are going on in sports. What's the future of baseball and television sports? Fox, you know, when David Hill was there, got the rights to baseball in 1996. They've had them ever since. Think about that. 1986. Here we are in 2021. Fox has had the rights, and David Hill went out and got the rights uh, for Major League Baseball. Got the rights to hockey. Got the rights to NASCAR. Got the rights to you name it. Um. And we're going to talk about, you know, not only that, but when he produced the Oscars. Who's more fun to be around, athletes or actors and actresses? And what about the PC crowd today in sports and on television and in society? David Hill has interesting thoughts on that. It's all coming up next on Dialed In. Since 1882, Children's Home of Northern Kentucky has been a lifeline for children and families in crisis. Now known as CHNK Behavioral Health, its team of doctors, nurses, and therapists impacts nearly 4,000 kids and families every year. An array of mental health services including counseling, addiction treatment, and psychiatric residential care. CHNK also continues to care for abused and neglected youth who are in the state's custody. Right now, CHNK Behavioral Health is offering a free 10-minute conversation with a clinical therapist to help families dealing with the increased pressures caused by the ongoing pandemic. Visit www.chnk.org for more details or for the free conversation with a therapist, call 1-844-YES-CHNK. Living with Change is a nonprofit organization supporting transgender youth and their families. Transgender youth face higher rates of violence, victimization, substance abuse, suicide risk, and homelessness, but have few resources to help deal with those issues. To combat those numbers and in partnership with Cincinnati's Children's Hospital, LWC created with Living with Change Center for Gender Health serving more transgender patients and families than any other center in the Midwest. For more, please log on to livingwithchange.org. Welcome back to Dialed In with Tom Brenneman. We continue our conversation with the man who's referred to as the father of modern sports television coverage. That's David Hill. He's a man who started the, the, the Fox television network and getting the rights from the NFL. Uh, away from CBS, uh, when no one had ever heard of Fox. For many of you who are young out there, I mean, you you have no comprehension, perhaps, on there not being Fox or the NFL on Fox. This is going back to the very, very beginning. 
you know, we've covered a lot of things about David. You, you were the guy who came up with a Fox box that everybody uses now. I'm kind of curious. You're, you're also the guy who came up with the, 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 the yellow line for a first down marker. Uh, you're the guy that came up with the glowing hockey puck when Fox got the rights to the NFL. I mean, all these were your creation and your idea. I, I, I'm curious, and, and I, I say this quite honestly and, and, and curiously. Did you ever think of patenting any of those things? Because everybody's doing it. Well, um, I, I would like to correct you. I, I actually feel the father of modern sports uh, television coverage is Rune Allen. Okay, okay. And when I started, when when I when I went when I moved into sports um, with Channel Nine back in in 1977. Um, Rune Knowledge was turning ABC Sports into a powerhouse, and I every decision, every production decision, I've probably still made to this very day. Uh, when I'm looking at the alternatives that I have available to me, is what would Rune Knowledge do? And I and I've used that technique not only in sports, but I've used the Rune Knowledge technique. In in uh, when I was working in National Geographic and when I was working on American Idol with Trish Kinane, um, Rune Arledge, he wrote the book on sports coverage, and I've always felt that those of us who came later um, uh, were just footnotes. Getting back to uh, yes, they they everything was patented. The uh, glowing puck was patented. The uh, the first down line was patented, and those patents were all held by Fox. Um, that uh, the the one thing that my wife uh, she, she's given up now. She said when you came up with the idea of the uh, the little box in the corner, she said you should have copyrighted that and rented it out to television channels yeah. for a dollar a minute, and uh, <laughs> would have been doing all right. But still, it's one of those things, and um, you know, it's it's a help, and I think that. Um, and, and, and now I've reached this great age and I look back and, and the difference between me and other sports producers is most sports producers love sport and are fans. I'm not. And if you're a fan, you appreciate the sport as it is. And I'm, I'm not a sports fan, but I'm a television fan and I love television. Mm-hmm. And I look at things and try and work out what's not there and then add it in. So it was it, the first downline was is is like um, uh, it was well what are these guys trying to do and that um, Roger Roger and I have talked and he said that it's one of the great aids to taking the game around the world because everyone knows mm-hmm. I'm actually working on an invention at the moment which could further revolutionise sports. And we're experimenting with it in tennis, but it it has further applications to to live television sports. But uh, and and that is definitely patented. Uh, uh, and a couple of friends and I have invested fairly heavily in it, and it's starting to look pretty good. So it's I if if this thing that I'm working on works, that 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 will kind of like evolve into sports over the next two to three years. So it's, um, as I said, it's trying to work out what's not there and then do it. Was there anything that you wanted to try during your tenure at Fox uh, that you were talked out of or, or for whatever reason just never got off the ground? 
No, not really. I was very fortunate in that that I've always felt that if I worked for someone and I'd come up with these ideas, I I, I wouldn't have been allowed to do them. Um, But it's, it's not like... I get an idea and rush and do it that that I'm my own worst enemy, that I will think and chew on something for like six months. And there have been a number of things that I've wanted to do that, that what I've called the worm of self-doubt is destroyed because I think of it and think, well, that's not a bad thing. Um, sometimes the spur of the moment is it works like, I, and I get most of the ideas driving to work, and the one I enjoyed most was the one that we are Fox Sports, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that was I think I grabbed Jack Simmons and and Richie Beckham, and we went in an audio suite to do it, and I thought, boy, this does sound cool. So that's why it's still on air. That's amazing. I mean, you know, these say, I mean, I could go on and on and on and on. I, and maybe it's just because I work in television, and I and I or used to work in television, and and and, and I. I just find so much of this stuff so amazing and who came up with the idea and, and, and you've been right in the middle of all this. I want to go to baseball for a minute. Uh, not not long, uh, just for a minute. Uh, Fox gets a rights in 1996, uh, starts doing the World Series regularly in, uh, in 1999 and has done every World Series since. I'm curious your thoughts, David Hill, on the state of the game today in baseball because the audience – you know, everybody reads about it. it's gotten very old. Uh, it, it's a sport that does not appeal to the young people of the world out there. I mean, it, what are your feelings uh, uh, about baseball and its future on television? I think baseball is struggling, to be honest. I, 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 that, that all sports are facing an incredibly dangerous future, with the exception of football. Yeah, and that is. Um, video games, and that if you look uh, over the last four or five decades, the average age of the sports viewer was about 42, 43. And in the last 10 years, that has precipitously just dropped, and it's about 51, 52. Tennis, I think it's 60. And what that means is that the normal pattern where kids grow up, follow their, their moms and their dads to become sports fans isn't happening. So why not? And uh, it, it, you, don't have to be, you don't have to be Einstein to figure that out, that, that there are so many other things to do now. Um, the, the, uh, the, the, the alternatives of, like someone once said to me that sports is a cure for boredom. And I thought, oh, what, that, that is dismissing this in so many different ways. But then when you look at, at what's available to, like, I've, I'm very fortunate. I have this wonderful 19-year-old daughter, Sarah. And that, that, that uh, what's available to her in forms of entertainment, and I spent an interesting 12 months working for a company called ESL that, uh, that, that does video game competitions. And I, what we'd do, we'd, we'd produce uh, uh, video game contests. And I saw that, that what happens with a weekend competition, and there's uh, like the Staples Center filled with kids aged about 23, 24, screaming 
with all the fervor of a football crowd or a, or a basketball crowd, and they're watching guys playing video games, and that's what's happening. So to me, sports on television, and especially baseball, has, have got to seriously lift their game and come up with ideas to attract those kids who are busily killing an orc in the privacy of their bedroom. When the NCAA opens up a tournament with video games, it's further going to encroach into what's happening to sports. And what you don't want to have happen is that the only sponsors and advertisers are, are, are people advertising like old people's drugs. Mm-hmm. But that, unfortunately, the way it's going is happening. And what's happening to baseball is the decline is bizarre. When uh, I want to totally shift gears for a minute and, and go to uh, when you produce the Oscars. Who's more fun to be around, athletes or actors? <laughs> athletes. 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 Uh, <laughs> um, Why? Why athletes? I mean, actors seem like they have a hell of a lot of fun to be. Uh, it, well, it's not like the, 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 for an, for an actor involved in, in the Oscars, it's, yeah, it's a very trying time. It's, they're going to be seen by hundreds of millions of people and, um, you know, the, their peers are going to be watching every move they make. And so there's not much jollity, um, uh, around that. Everyone is kind of like buttoned up super tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's uh, it's like I I love hanging around with athletes. You know what? I have had more fun in my life in production meetings with Terry Bradshaw and Howie Long, sure. and Michael Strahan and Jimmy Johnson and all those and Kurt and Glazer and uh, it's just it's nonstop. Sure, everyone kind of settles down. And, yeah, okay. Third, third act, we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Fourth act, we're going to do so and so. And then the rest, it's just genuine, heartfelt fun. You know, the big secret, Tom, one of the reasons we enjoy, all enjoy working in, in sports, and, and I think that this goes for front office, back office, whatever, is that we never really grow up. That's, That's right. That's right. Start yep. In the sports industry, everyone becomes a Peter or a Petra Pan, and that's it. You're always around about 17 and a half. Last thing I want to ask you, um, look, everybody in their life on a daily basis, multiple times a day, uh, each and every one of us makes mistakes, Uh, some obviously far greater than others. Um, You know, this sort of PC crowd – that has certainly, you know, extended its tentacles into uh, every walk of life. Uh, but, you know, also recently in many, many headlines, you know, sports television. And, and I'm not talking about uh, John Gruden here and his situation that happened, but I'm talking about in general uh, the, the, the quote-unquote sort of woke crowd out there and their influence on, you know, who can work, who can't work. And believe me, I'm right in the middle of all this. And so, I, you know, this is one of the topics, I, the rare topics in the world. My wife and children remind me of this all the time that I know anything about. 
But 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 what are your thoughts on on that topic and where it it's going and and does somebody need to finally stand up and put a stop to some of it? I don't know where it's going. Um, it's it's interesting. The show that I'm working in London on is with a guy called Piers Morgan, and uh, sure, uh, and and Piers is like this is a major topic of conversation about the, the woke generation and. What what's really interesting is that that the division that's happened in society, and instead of people being open to listening to other people's views, which used to happen, it's now unless you have my view, I don't want to hear you, and I mm-hmm. don't want you being able to to give that message. And to me, that is the greatest threat facing democracy. As soon as you get yourself into a Marxist situation where there's only one line that is available to, to, to say or speak, and that if you don't toe the line in, in the days of Stalin, that uh, you were taken out and shot, mm-hmm. or in the days of the French Revolution, if you uh, were, were, were heard to quote anything that was against the maximum of Maximilian Robespierre, what happened? <laughs> you lost your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not a democracy. That's not a free and full exchange of ideas. That's not why I became an American citizen, to, to, to have the right to stand up and express your views. Uh, and, and I think that it's, it's very dangerous. I, I just hope that one, one day that there will be a wake-up call and the world will wake up and say, well, okay, I, I don't agree with what you say, but I defend to my debt your right to say it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just look at, you know, like ESPN, for example, and and, and look, uh, you know, uh, there are a lot of, or Disney, I guess, technically, where, where you know, so many people feel like that, that it's just gone so far the other way and is it going to take some executive somewhere at some place to just finally say what you just said, you know, uh, enough is enough. Well, it's, it's it all depends on the circumstances. Sure, sure. It all depends on the statement. Um, and I think it's very much a case-by-case thing. But I, I just think that a vision in society is, is, uh, is terribly, terribly unhelpful for the future of democracy. Well, David Hill, I cannot thank you enough for your time. I mean, I, I you know, I, I tell people this all the time. In fact, I said this the other day uh, when I was sitting around a, a fire pit uh, with a bunch of buddies of mine, and we're sitting there having a few beers and talking, and and, and I told them that I had reached out to you, and 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 you know, they had heard your name, and 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 it was something that popped into my head, and I said, you know what, guys, I said uh, I think a lot of Americans, if you start talking about the great pioneers, and, and there are many. Uh, in the history of television, I, I think a lot of people in the United States they think you know Ted Turner, uh, and and you know all that he built, and and, and obviously at, at, at Turner and, and CNN and blah blah blah. And I said to them, I said, fellas, I said uh, David Hill uh, is right there with any of those guys, whoever you want oh, to pick. No, 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 no. I, David, I mean this. I, 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 listen, listen, listen. Here, here's the bottom line. This is the way I look at this kind of thing. When you, if, if you just took the Fox box, if you just took that one thing among many, 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 many things, but if you just took that one thing 
I don't think there's a single thing in the coverage of sports television, in the history of television, that has been more important to people than that one single creation. So, look, uh, uh, you gave me a chance to work for you for a long, long time, uh, and then I continued to work there after you left. But but I have said to so many people that um, – that, that you are one of the most interesting people that I have ever come across in my life, and I am extremely grateful and blessed, even though we didn't always agree. I am extremely grateful and blessed that I had a chance to not just work for you, but to meet you. And um, and, and I can't thank oh. you enough for everything. Oh, I mean, you know I mean you. this, David. You know I mean this. I mean this. This is the truth. This is coming from the heart. I mean it. I, I, I was amazed when you would get up uh, at our seminars and sit there and, and start talking about things, and then all of a sudden you'd make a reference, as you just did a moment ago, uh, to something to do with the French Revolution or with Stalin and all these kind of things that kind of came out of nowhere with a bunch of jocks or guys that wanted to be jocks sitting around in a room, and I'd be like, man, that's pretty cool that guy just was able to reference something like that. So I just want to say thank you for your time on these uh, podcasts the last two weeks and, and for 20-plus years of, uh, of working together, and maybe one day we'll get a chance to do it again. All right. I'm, I'm flattered, I, I am flattered be, beyond, beyond. Thank you very much. Absolutely, and thank you for your time. All the best. Godspeed ahead to you and your family. All right, man. Thank you. David Bye. Hill, kind enough to join us these last two weeks on uh, on Dialed In. Uh, you, you know, look, there was some of this stuff in there that, that maybe some of you, you know, you're kind of like, man, is, is you know, I, I don't understand this. I, but, but I hope you got a feel these last two weeks for, you know, a, a lot of people, you, you turn on your sporting event, college football, baseball, NFL, basketball, NCAA tournament, whatever it might be. Um, and, and when you get around people, who actually had so much to do with creating things that we just take for granted. Is there anything more fascinating than that? And not just in sports television. So I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, our guest next week is a guy that is one of the, uh, another great pioneer uh, in the world of sports. Uh, but he was involved in actually with the teams and putting teams together and the birth of an NBA franchise in Phoenix, the birth of a Major League Baseball franchise in Phoenix. And that's Jerry Colangelo, who just stepped down recently as the head of USA Basketball. But his story is mind-boggling about starting as a general manager of the NBA at 28 years old. He is still the youngest general manager in the history of a professional sports when he took over the Phoenix Suns at 28. We thank Dave Armbruster for all his hard work, our producer-engineer. We thank the folks at the Believe Network for believing in this show, and we thank you for listening. I'm Tom Brennan. Stay dialed in. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.